All right, guys, welcome back to the SalesCast podcast, where we make prospecting simple and closing predictable. Today, we have a special guest, Jed Morrow, joining us today. He's the head of outbound sales development at Panadoc, but um, it's December 7th, guys. So I'm curious. Christmas is coming up. People are going to be taking PTO. When do you push and when do you not push? I don't know if you have any experience with that, Max. I think that's a good question. Um, If we're talking about trying to get a deal in the door, I think the way that I look at it is I just try and break it down. So like when I'm setting up my month for December, I'm thinking about what I'm doing in November because typically like those first two weeks of December are going to be go time as an AE. After that, it's going to be a little tough. So what I always do is like look at your your list or your pipeline of, of what you have. And then break it down from there and look at each deal. So, okay, this person, there's a lot of value in what we do. So this person, I might be able to push them. For this individual, like I haven't built that value yet. We're not that far up the intent, uh, like the intent hill, I guess you could say. So I'm not going to push this person. I'm going to I'm gonna save that, you know, aggressive push until after December going into January. And it really depends on like what exactly, you know, you can offer that person in terms of the solution on the SDR side of things. For me, though, the way that I looked at it was always, I just need to set up my, my December early or else I'm screwed. You know, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to get any bookings towards the end of the month or, or at least very few. I might get a couple pushed out for, for January, but I need to set up my early December. So once I'm finishing up November going into December, I need to have all my bookings pretty much laid out. And then from there, I'm just going to do follow-ups, right? Like if I have people that are pushed out into, into, into December, and it's on my calendar. I'm supposed to be calling these people as an SDR. I'm going to call them in December. Those are probably going to be my best chance of getting a booking, but I'm not going to get anything really net new towards the end of December. I would imagine, you know, at least in my experience, you're not going to, um, as an AE, if you're trying to close deals after Christmas, I mean, there's a short gap of like four days before you go into the new year's, but almost nobody that is going to be a decision maker is going to be in the office. Almost all those people are going to be taking vacation. They're not really going to want to do it. So like I said, I would just break down my pipeline into a lot of intent and there's a lot of value here versus I haven't built that intent yet and I don't know exactly what my value is going to be to them. And then once you figure out that, then you're going to know who you can push um, to try and get a deal in before like the 20th, the 20th to like the 23rd of December, I'd say is when it's kind of the cutoff point um, for the most part. But I don't know about you, uh, your experience, Luke, when it comes to trying to push deals through towards the end of the end of the month. Uh, so it sounds like from what you're telling me, it's whether or not you had the value or the product concept built. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay. Yeah, I would have to agree that there has to be the concept of the product. You know exactly what this is going to do for you. And it's obvious how it's going to benefit you from an ROI perspective. But one thing I'm thinking about, because it, it is the holiday season. You guys ever heard of Black Friday? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thousands and thousands of people storming walmart and target and everything else just to get a deal yeah it's the end of the year there are budgets either use it or lose it so again you have to have the product concept down but hey if i can get you a deal do you think that would help you guys move faster because we can knock all the paperwork out ahead of time while nobody's in office and then we can get the implementation done, the onboarding. You guys are ready to rock and roll when people come back on January 5th or January 14th, whenever that is. So you can reverse timeline and build urgency if you guys are gapped. 
towards the end of the quarter and of Q4. Um, I'm curious if you do anything differently in December, Jed, from the SDR side. I think from the SDR side, um, yeah, obviously all the same things that Max said, right? Like towards the end of the month, you're going to have um, a hard time getting meetings set up. Obviously, November is when you got to set yourself up for December. Um, but a really like tactical thing you can do and something I did last December and over the holidays is you're going to get tons of out of office email replies. So still send emails throughout the holidays. But whenever you get those out of office email replies, there's really like three things you can do. One, you can still respond to it, right? Because that's another touch point you can do. So still respond to those emails. Number two, grab their mobile phone numbers. And then number three, it seems like most out of office email replies, they're saying, hey, I'm out. But in the meantime, you know, reach out to Luke. Um, and I would take those, grab Luke's email, reach out and say, hey, you know, Max pointed me in your direction, which he did. You know, it's, it's a little bit sneaky. But at the end of the day, that's what happened. It's the way you, it's the way you frame it. You send him an email, hey, Max uh, pointed me in your direction. Uh, I know he's out right now. I wanted to reach out and talk about, you know, proposal process or whatnot. And by putting, you know, their colleague's name in that first line in the email, the open rates are really high. So it's a really easy way to, like, I guess, get some semi-referrals or some warmer contacts towards the end of the month um, when a lot of people are out and hopefully get a few more meetings. Um, I think other than that, though, like, if I'm thinking back to my last December as an SDR, um, obviously you got to increase the call volume, the email volume, because it's going to take more activities to get those meetings. But when you're having those conversations and people are like, yeah, I'll follow up with me next year or follow up with me in Q1, just push to get like a tentative invite on the calendar. If they're saying follow up, just say, yes, cool. I'll shoot you just like a tentative invite or if somebody replies, not interested, like follow up next year, just reply. Cool. I'll send you a tentative invite. And then January comes around and I'm thinking back to my last January like not even kidding. And Luke, you probably remember this because you were on a lot of those meetings as well. It was like, there was five meetings a week of just like calendar invites, people that told me to follow up because I sent those tentative invites. Um, a lot of those ended up sticking. They would answer the phone calls and eventually turn into meetings. Um, so it's another good way to kind of set yourself up for a monster January. Um, if you're thinking about December. Oh, 100%. Actually going back, have you ever had any success with the out of office responses? I have, yeah. I've, as far as the referrals or responding back to them? The referrals, yes. I mean, the referrals work because at the end of the day, they're going to reply. You're going to get a few people who, who will still be like, hey, well, I want to talk to so-and-so first. Um, but I got a lot of replies, um, especially if you do it on a phone call, right? You call them right after and just say, hey, just got your, your information from Luke. Um, they're going to be open to hearing you out if you open with that. What's your ask on those out-of-office referral emails? It's pretty much just the same as any other cold email. Um, the only difference is I'm using the other person's name in that first line of the email to like build some sort of credibility and get them to open it. But the call to action is still the same. So if it's like a VP of sales, right? For our instance at PandaDoc, I'm reaching out, hey, like do you wanna discuss proposal automation or what are you guys currently doing for proposals? If it makes sense, would you be open to a call? So everything stays the same and that's what's great about it. You still save time. It's just like change the first line of the email but then send the same template out as you do to everybody else. Nice. I remember getting one out of office responder last December and I responded to him and CC the other person who was on it. Who's in charge of documents. Yeah. No lie. Five minutes later, he responded back and CC the actual department head who was in charge of it, <laughs> rolled that into a meeting the next day. And I was able to push the timeline and this was cold outbound Yeah. to a project and contract signed within a week and a half. 
that helped push me over my number in December last year. Yeah. So it's out there if you're working it. Um, Max, just from the oversight you have, are there any like hot spots to work the week at Christmas in terms of geography? Like actual geographical hot spots? Um, I don't know. I think <clears throat> I think I think it's different. I always say focus on the U.S. and Christmas. Like if you go to Europe, <clears throat> one thing I always tell reps to, like especially on the inbound team, that get a bunch of of European leads those European leads, they don't answer the phone <clears throat> nearly as much as somebody in the U S. So I always say like, try and focus in the U S like North America. Um, people in Europe tend to take holidays for a lot longer, or they take time off for a lot longer than people in the United States. So I would pretty much only focus on making European calls. And then I would also focus on like, what are, what are the hubs in the U S that are known for business, right? Like, is it San Francisco? Is it New York? Like, are you going to call somebody in Alabama? probably not, you know, they might not have the most aggressive mentality. So like what I would always do is make sure that I'm calling just East coast, like Northeast coast people during times like this, like, cause typically they're only going to take the days off that their company requires them to, especially if you're prospecting into a vertical that is like known for that kind of work ethic or that kind of environment or culture. So if you're calling people in like New York, Philadelphia, Boston, all those people are probably going to be working around the holidays. So you're gonna have a pretty good chance of at least catching them. And what I always say too is <clears throat> around the holidays, sometimes people have more time than you would think. So the people, the people that you do catch on the phone, they're probably going to be a little bit more inclined to have a conversation because people are out of office or projects are slowing down because they're like, oh, I'm not really going to get anything done because we have a vacation coming up here. So they might give you some more time a day. So just make sure you're prepared going into those calls. But I would say like <clears throat> US-based, <clears throat> excuse me, for the most part, and try to focus on like East coast. It might be anecdotal, but I found New York is phenomenal the week of Christmas and LinkedIn's probably going to hate me for saying that, but <laughs> you're right. You're getting around Christmas yeah. projects are slowing down. People are out of office. You don't think the people who are working are just kind of watching the clock. Yeah. They maybe want to kill yeah. 15, 20 minutes talking to somebody. Yeah. If you think about it, it's like everybody's always looking for an excuse not to cold call. Right. So like, 50% of SDRs and AEs are like, well, nobody's going to pick up the phone anyway, so I'm not going to call. Yeah, exactly. So they're getting way less calls as well. And then to Max's point, they have way more open time in their calendar because nobody's in the office. So if you can catch them, you probably just have to make more calls because the connect rates are going to be low. But when you do yeah. connect, they're going to be good conversations. Like Jed, I know like me and you, like with our titles on LinkedIn, we get like cold emails and cold calls all the time. But if you think about it, like what are we going to be doing like right before Christmas or right after Christmas, other than just meeting with reps who are still in the office, literally not. Right. Yeah. You know? So like if somebody calls me, I usually have back-to-back -back meetings during the day, but if someone calls me around like beginning of, of like right before Christmas or right after Christmas, like odds are I'm not going to be doing anything. So I'll probably answer. Right. Them. So like, just apply that to everybody. You know, like if you're going to call a CEO, like he's probably not going to be in as many meetings or if you're going to call yeah. like a, a director, he's probably not going to be in as many meetings. So that's just something to consider. Yeah. 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 If, if you need it, there is always opportunity out there to get work done. It's just depending on whether or not you're willing to put in the work. As much as it sucks, you still have to put in the effort. Actually, one quick question. Voicemails. What's your opinion on that, Jed? Yeah. Um, I guess my opinion on voicemails is they should always point to your email. 
you know, I typically prefer like two or three voicemails throughout the entire course of like a cadence or sequence. Um, voicemails should be really brief. And when you're doing voicemails, you should know that like all the prospects I'm about to call are going to get voicemails, right? There should be times when you're just going to hammer the phone and say, hey, I'm going to make 50 straight calls, not leave a voicemail because that's going to slow you down. And then there should be times where you're like, okay, with these 50 people, I'm going to leave voicemails to all of them because you want to get in a groove and like a, a pattern, I guess. And if you're like leaving voicemails to some, and then just making, you know, straight calls to some other ones, it's going to slow you down and throw you out of a rhythm. Um, but as far as a voicemail should go, I always liked, hey, this is Jed with PandaDoc. I'm just calling about that email I sent over the other day. No need to call me back. I'll go ahead and bump it with the subject line, my voicemail. So you know which one I'm referencing. And then you just take your last email. You don't add anything to the, to the, um, the body of the email, but you just change the subject line to my voicemail or just called. And then you just send the email. Uh, and then they're getting a call, a voicemail that's super brief and just points them to an email. And they know what the email is because it's the top of their inbox and it says my voicemail. Um, so that's always been my strategy um, as far as even voicemails and avoiding like asking for a callback or trying to like pitch in the voicemail. Just haven't seen too much success with that. Yeah. I'm kind of in that same boat. I think. People are going to hate me for saying this, but I hate voicemails, like, with a passion. Like, I hated leaving them when I was an SDR. Like, I don't think there's yeah. one right way or wrong way to be an SDR. Like, you can do whatever works for you. But I just always hated leaving email or voicemails because I had a couple instances, like, very early on when I was making cold calls where, like, I would leave a voicemail, and then that person would have popped into the next step of my cadence, like, let's say, like, two days later. And I would call them, and they'd hear my voice in the first five seconds. So, like, oh, you're that guy that left me that voicemail. Like, I don't, I don't want to talk to you. Like, I saw your email, and they would hang up. And that happened to me like four or five times. And ever since then, I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not leaving voicemails anymore. Unless, like you said, it's like you're doing it for a purpose. Like if there's a very specific instance. But if I'm like making 50 calls, like from like 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., I'm just going to ring through my calls and I'm not really going to leave voicemails. But maybe later in the day or early in the morning when I'm doing something a little bit more targeted, then I'm probably going to leave, you know, maybe a voicemail here or maybe a voicemail there, especially if it's like a referral then I'm not even going to say what I'm calling about. I'm just going to say, hey, this is Max. John from ABC Company told me to give you a call. He said that uh, you could help me out. And that might be a voicemail that I leave. But I, don't, I won't typically like leave a voicemail um, about something that, that specific, I'd say. Um, yeah. And when it comes to holidays, like if you're leaving voicemails around the holidays, you could probably get a little creative, I would think. Like I never tried that. But now thinking about it, you could probably get a little creative around like leaving a a voicemail or or saying something funny that has to do with like a holiday joke but other than that i'm not a huge fan of it or you could just have christmas music playing in the background and use it as a voicemail <laughs> drop yeah and uh, like don't do that don't do that um but yeah it's the holidays there's still time if you guys are behind and it's whether or not you're willing to put in the work it sounds salesy but there is opportunity out there for those who want to go and take it but if you're already at your number okay you can enjoy some time with the family as well but yeah this is the sales cast podcast jed thanks for joining max always great to co-host with you we'll see you guys later awesome see you guys